<laughs> the emphasis for That's, me. I need to get a clapper, like a professional clapper or something. Yeah. Uh, hello there, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time with family, friends, and loved ones. Before we begin our regular episode, this is going to be a quick little thing. We wanted to talk about uh, something real quick. In the spirit of the holidays, in the spirit of Black Friday, cool. <laughs> we got some stuff to show you or tell you about. Uh, you first. Oh, man. Okay. So as many of you know, I'm an author. Um, I have written a book called A Daughter of the Trolls. And for Black Friday and quite a few days afterwards, my publisher is doing a deal. So you guys can get uh, a couple of different things off. So I have a list to read from. There's quite a few things. So from the 25th to the 28th, you can go and get a <laughs> copy of A Daughter of Trolls for Kindle for $1.99, 25th to the 28th. Um, if you go to whimsicalpublishing.ca, um, you can do on Friday today, uh, the entire shop is 35% off with code black Friday on Saturday, November 26th. The entire shop is 25% off with code shop small. These are all in caps, by the way, um, September or nope, Sunday, November 27th, two free postcards with every order, no spending minimum. And then lastly, uh, Cyber Monday, the 28th, for every $10 spent shipping, you get a ticket for the monthly drawing. So double tickets if you use a rep code. Um, I believe I have a rep code. We'll put it up on the screen. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but essentially, uh, my you'll see that my publisher's website is .ca. It's Canada, but we do have a U.S. distributor. So just the first look at shipping. Don't worry, it'll come down, especially if you're shipping throughout the U.S. But okay, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so it's it's really really cool. We have a um, Christina Hertz. She's amazing. But yeah, she's our U.S. distributor. So there's many many different opportunities, different ways that you guys can get this. There's Kindle. There's paperback, hardback, um, anything your heart would desire. My publisher has her own books. Uh, we have two other authors. All that's nice, but go get a Daughter of the Trolls. <laughs> yeah, Daughter of the Trolls. That's, that's the only one that matters. Okay. Okay. Thank you. This one. Okay. Thank cool. you. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> For on my side of things, we have something really cool to announce. We have the first ever Quincy's Tavern seasonal subscription box. You can hear the dice rolling it's around. Jingle in there. jangling. Yes, it's because I've already opened it and looked inside and see what was the in season. there. Um, I'm going to keep that as a surprise of what's available, but if you go to the link below at criticaldice.com, you'll be able to see and get one for yourself. This is a limited 100 quantity only. We only have so many of these. I'll go ahead and pick one up. But we are smelling and enjoying right now in the studio uh, one of the things that I can show you. And this is an exclusive candle from Mythology Candles. They're amazing. It's called The Alchemist. It has notes of earthy patchouli, powdery, sandalwood, spicy cinnamon, vivita, vetiver. Vetiver. What is a vetiver? Vetiver. It's a herb. It's a herb. <laughs> uh, cedarwood and amber. And it smells very earthy. Oh, it has this like. It smells good. It has that. The cinnamon is really nice for it smells like too. a forest. It does. It smells and like rush. Very, very nice. It's very nice. So, but yes, that's what we have available. Thank you so much for listening. Here's episode whatever it is. Three. It's on content creating. Content creation. Enjoy. Bye. Hello there, traveler, and welcome back to the Quincy's Tavern podcast. We're your tavern keepers, Quincy and Mackenzie. Welcome in. Today we are going to be talking about content creation, which I think that this is kind of going to be a series that we talk about off and on. Um, 
you know, as content creators, both in different ways, I think there's lots to talk about. But today, I don't necessarily know what the topic is besides content creation. So, <laughs> so content creation is a very broad ter- term. It is, it's mm-hmm. true. And um, pretty much today, we're going to talk about it. It's one of my biggest passions. I, I, I love content creation. I love just with doing it uh, in Quincy's Tavern and uh, creating videos and the podcast and everything. It's 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 a lot of fun, but it also comes with like it's a lot of mental hurdles. Uh, so today what we're going to do is pretty much a deep dive over kind of a very generalized content creation of pretty much three things to consider when content creating. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mackenzie is a published author, uh, young adult fantasy, daughter of the trolls, and I myself am do Quincy's Tavern stuff on, on the interwebs. Uh, so, but basically... If you are a content creator, whether you are a photographer, you're a cosplayer, you're a writer, uh, you make videos on apps or YouTube or whatever that is, um, I hope that this is valuable to you. We by no means claim to be experts or anything, but we would love to give you friendly advice. This is our two cents to you. You can take it, and like with any two cents, you take it, you pocket it, you throw it away, you put it down to wishing well, whatever you want to do, but this is our two cents to you. And so we invite you to cozy on up with us, grab a mug of whatever you got going on here. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight is uh, the Dr. Pepper cream soda. I'm a diet soda. soda person. I don't ever do sugar. So, but also, can we just like, can you Look hear this? Mug. Can you hear it? Yeah. It, do you hear the? Bubble? I hear very. I hear in through the headphones very very slight fizzing, but I also I as well have the Dr. Pepper rocking the Dr. Pepper in these nice little mugs here. Cheers, my friend. Mmm. Love it. All right, so let's get into it. Um, first thing to consider when content creation is, I guess, kind of going to the basic is you got to define your why. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this content creation? So, like, why are you? What is your motivation? Why are you doing this? So, my your biggest thing would be to why. And so, I'm going to ask you, what is your why for content creation? What is your why for writing? We touched on that, you know, in the past couple episodes and everything, but you know, kind of a general sense why. Well, besides, you know, the creativity and fun of creating new worlds and characters, for me, it's uh, creating representation, creating a book or, you know, my makeup looks or even my modeling stuff that I do. It's for awareness. It's for representation. I try to create things that feel like a home for people to come to. Mm. And I would say that for myself as well, it is to create a place that is a safe space, but it's not one of those toxic positivity safe spaces. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you can be yourself, but you're also encouraged to be better as well. And I think that's important. Um, would you say that... Well, I just want to preface, I have really long legs and we have really tight Are you struggling space. here? A little bit. I'm 5'10", man. This is a really tight space. <laughs> so I'm sorry for like the awkward little... Shimmy, Hobbit. shimmy around. Yeah. Do we need to move your chair? No, I think I think we're good. Are I just need good? to put my legs down. I okay. sit in really awkward positions. I think that's uh, a, a lot of people just in general probably relate to that. But a lot of people on the autism <laughs> spectrum, you're known to like sit in very awkward legs in everywhere mm. places. So just are you, are let me readjust. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Oh gosh. You guys can't see it back here. Like, or while you're listening or seeing, like there is a, um, right here, there's like a shelf behind this bar here. That's really handy for like, if I was like putting stuff down here and picking things up, but like while we're filming, it's 
and recording back here, our knees are like butt up against the shelf. So it's pretty awkward for us to sit back here right now. We're gonna work on this one. Yeah. We're gonna fix it later. We'll but. have uh, we'll have my dad take it out. He's the one who built this version, yes. this new version of Quincy's yes. Tavern. Shout which out to Clint Catherine because cool. this is fantastic, yeah. and it wouldn't be this way without him. And it's yeah. It's great. It's just great. But with that why, with your why and your motivation of what you're doing, would you consider that that a motivation and that inspiration enough to push you through the days that you don't want to do it? Ooh, that's hard. I think it really depends probably on the reason why I feel that way. You know, is it fatigue? Is it a bad mental health day? Um, I would say that probably most days that yes, it is a reason to push through because you know, at the end of the day, I know that my work that I do benefits, you know, other people. It makes them feel happy. It mm-hmm. makes them be able to kind of disappear into these worlds that I've created. Um, so realistically, it's it's a yes and no answer. Yeah, but I, I would agree. definitely love to say yes. I would I would agree the same way. Like I I think anything you do creatively, you put your energy and you put your emotion into it. And there are days when your emotions aren't into it. You just don't mm-hmm. want to do it that day. But if it's enough to make you even like you're not contemplating giving up, right? Like that why is enough to be like I know it's this this current little rain cloud day that I'm going through is just a temporary setback, but I can get back and go forth tomorrow or right. after I'm fully rested. Question for you then: yeah. Do you ever have days where you feel that way, but content creating actually helps you feel better? It does in a way because like for me with my depression and my anxiety it is what helps me is getting out of myself Mm -hmm. a little bit because um i've heard it said that depression is a very addictive place to be in interesting i've never heard that it's a very like if you kind of maybe contemplate that uh at least it was for me and i've gone through like very low periods of life where um it was where it almost felt good just to stay in that comfortable do nothing and kind of wallow kind of area um, so the idea and the action and the movement of content creation gets me out of myself. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of myself. I got to get a shower. I got to make sure I'm clean. I got to put on, you know, I, I, I do wear kind of like a little bit of makeup for like stage makeup, uh, for the, uh, for the videos and everything. Um, I got to make sure my utensils are clean. I got to take care of myself and my environment. Mm-hmm. So that does help it for putting me, making myself create can get me out of a low and mm-hmm. out of a hump. Excuse me. Um, so I will say that that it, it does. What? What? It's fizzy. What did you spill? I spittled a little okay, bit. Okay, so I'm burping. You're spittling. We're good. <laughs> We're a hot mess today. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Um, <laughs> um, so essentially, where? what is your why? If you're going to content create, what is your why? Is it for younger you is it for past you who didn't have these opportunities is it for future you so you can look back on it and be something and something you can be proud of and kind of see your journey is it for other people is it for those who need representation is it to encourage those who might not have the either wherewithal the space the ability or the position like you may have to share what you have and um that doesn't mean like even if you don't feel like you have any position or whatever uh that you can't that's not you don't need to be in any sort of you don't have to reach a certain pinnacle point in life to be like yes now i am a content creator now i can create things 
sometimes even doing it for fun is is enough to get people started but is that enough to keep you going i think there's a it's easy to create um situations for yourself like you want to be a content creator but you're like oh but you know i'll, I'll do it when i have this type of equipment or yes. i'll do it when i do this so it's so easy to make excuses to not do it yep. whether that's you know out of fear mm-hmm. or you know whatever but i think that's it's a really interesting way to put it because there are different ways. Oh, there's many different ways. And I I agree. You should absolutely. Well, that kind of goes into my next point is when will you start? Yeah. So when do you start? When do you do it? Oh, I need to have a better phone. Oh, I need to have better. I need lighting equipment. I need better. I need to be fit. I need mm. to look the part. I need to have all these things behind me. Like that checklist will probably become never ending. Right. Um, my piece of advice is you plan it like a tree. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Second best time is now. So you, it takes time. You gotta, you gotta dig the ground. You gotta plant the seed. You gotta water it. You gotta take care of it. You gotta weed it. You gotta, you gotta go through the messy, getting your hands dirty, and then it eventually something comes from it. But the 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 principle of the matter is that you have to start now. If you have a phone, great, you're good. You, if you're listening on a, on a phone or a device, you're already halfway there to doing pretty much what 80% of content creators are doing. We're actually filming this right now. If you're on YouTube here, you know, watching this, we're filming this on my iPhone. It's like propped up up there on the tripod. It's kind of angled kind of awkwardly, and it's sitting propped up on a ottoman of some of some sort here. So it, it, it it's very scuffed. If you were here in Way person, us. <laughs> if you were here in person, it would be very, very scuffed. But... We're having fun. We're just doing it because we want to do it. We want to hang out with you guys. We want to spend our Friday evenings here. And um, yeah, like this is, that is, that is a why for us too. We want to have and spend time with you guys and nothing like lack of equipment or lack of quote unquote professional equipment is going to, is going to hinder us. Now I say that as like with, we have really nice microphones and we have a, a, a mixer and a laptop and everything here. Thank you. Um, Alienware for this, for this laptop right here. I was appreciated very, very much. Hashtag not sponsored, but hashtag also sponsored for this. Um, and like it is, but don't wait, don't wait. Like, pl- like, please. I, when I started content creating for Quincy's Tavern, I had an old phone. Um, it was like an older, uh, I don't know, I don't, pick a number before 10. It was, it was the iPhone. Uh, I think it was like a seven. Did they have a seven? I don't know. I it was an so. older one. It was definitely one that was like, it's not the, the current uh, and several years older. Um, and that was propped up on a chair and I was on my knees filming the Quincy Tavern videos because that was the only lighting and that was the only thing I could do. So start somewhere because what you'll do is what you'll learn is you'll learn how to post. You'll learn how to essentially just get things out there um, and you'll learn just kind of the process of creating like it won't be the greatest thing in the world, and I cringe when I look at my earlier stuff too. I'm sure you like oh even writers God. do. Like when we look back at our old stories in high school, that and my old Instagram stuff. Oh, like the, so <laughs> you know when you look at it, you see a nice clean black background and stuff. Mm, but mm. Uh, up until I moved into my own house in 2020, I was sitting in a closet. Mm. All of my makeup things came from a closet. That's fun. Yeah. I was like Harry Potter of the makeup world. (laughs) 
So you got to use what you have, but you have to start. Like you will, like being creative to content create, you have to be creative. Mm -hmm. So you're creative with your environment. You're creative with your tools. And then you slowly, slowly start to add and you start to build up. And I'm sure any content creator who has quote unquote made it or has those numbers that you envy or that you idolize or that you want to attain um, we'll say the same thing. You just got to start somewhere and you got to let it grow. Second thing. Uh, so that was defining your why. So what is your why as to summarize? What is your why? Why you're creating? Is it enough to push you through those days when you don't want to do it? You got to figure that out for yourself, but that that's on you. Second thing, define your mind. So pretty much what this is, is kind of like going into the mental perspective of content creation. First thing you should realize your content's not for everybody. I think you should try to not only accept that, but you should also learn to appreciate that. Um, just take your own self, for example. Like, you don't enjoy every single piece of content out there. Mm -hmm. There are people who particularly like ASMR stuff. Some people despise that type of content. There are... <laughs> there are people who like watching people play video games. There are people mm -hmm. who like watching people play sports. Your type of content that you create and what you do will not be for everybody. And that is a wonderful thing. You have to look at that as a fantastic thing. Your type of photography, if you like using like overexposed light and to create art and bokeh, that's really cool. And other people in your niche and in that world will appreciate it. But other people will be like, yeah, whatever. And that's okay. You have to understand that your stuff is not for everybody. Um, I know Quincy's Tavern is not for everybody. And that was one of the things that I had to start learning and growing about. I'm like, okay, you know, and that, and it, it might, and that's great. You know, if you don't care about this, uh, about a fictional tavern that I created with a, a tavern keeper that kind of like gives you that in a way, almost invasive advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you're we can all see that you're in trouble here. Like oh, listen to me. And some people look at that as like you don't know me, what are you doing back off? Right. Or like this isn't for me, this is weird, this is kind of I don't I feel uncomfortable. And that is completely okay. Like that is Can I be honest? What? So when I Oh, you're first, this is where you're going to tell me you don't like my content? No, okay. <laughs> when you first started out it was very hard for me because, like, I get secondhand embarrassment so easy. And I think for me, like, the acting kind of stuff was really hard. But cooking videos, man, I could watch that for hours. Baking shows are still my thing. They have always been my thing. Mm -hmm. But as I've come to know you and, like, know the creation of the work behind it, it's so much better. It makes it that much better. And then to see how how much your work means to other people. Mm. But in the beginning... <laughs> well, in the beginning, too, my stuff was horrible. Like, I will look back at some of the older videos and just be like, oh, oh, Quincy, Which don't do that. Which is crazy. Don't, don't I mean, do that. like, don't stop. What are yeah, you, you got to get to know yourself and your character first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but learning to accept yourself through that, I think, is important. Mm -hmm. And um, what that does show is that even though the secondhand embarrassment mm -hmm. or, or what have you, like someone who, who means a lot to me, like, I would be embarrassed to show you those videos, but some people liked them. Other people liked them, and it meant something to them. And you start to build an audience around that. Um, so understand that your content isn't for everybody, but if you know who it's for and you're trying to make someone's day better and you succeed in that, you will garner an audience, I promise you. Um, 
Number two to kind of like define in your mind is, uh, yeah, accept and expect positive and negative. Mm. Like uh, ex- um, expecting and almost anticipating it is takes a, takes a lot, such as like uh, going into the next point here is a perspective suggestion on hate comments. So like here's, here's kind of a thought. Here's a good thought. Um, people with hate comments who kind of put that out there, this is... Let's let's deep dive into the psyche of of, of the internet troll, uh-huh. shall we? Um, in my mind, the way I've kind of like tried to matter of fact it myself when I think of it is that they think that they're adding value to whatever comment thread that they're producing. So they think, oh my gosh, this is what this is blank, this is weird. You know, lose this, gain this, mm-hmm. try this. They think that they're adding value and humor in their whatever minds, they think that they're doing a positive thing or a good thing in their mind. No one wants to seem necessarily as the bad guy in the sense that everyone hates them. Because you'll notice that when people, when publicly shame turns to people like that, they take their comment down, they they hide, they, they vanish. They think they're doing something good in their mind that other people like-minded like them can also troll and be like, yeah, that's great, that's funny, yeah, high five. We're just joking, we're just trolling. And if they have enough people to back them up, they feel like the hero. They feel like they're doing good. Do you feel like you have people kind of within that same vein, but not doing it from the perspective of trying to give you unsolicited advice, but to be a bully, you know, whether intentionally or not, or I mean, unsolicited taking their anger ad- out? I mean, that could also be very much a a thing, too. I I mean, like, when you're angry and you're so focused on what you're feeling and what you're going through, everyone is the enemy. Everyone who's happy is the enemy. It's like like every single person on Valentine's Day. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Where, like, they hate love, they hate the world, they Mm -hmm. hate the spite that they have, which is understandable. You know, it hurts. It hurts to be lonely. It hurts to be, you know, rejected and to feel like you don't have that type of value to give to somebody else. But, you know, we can go through that, you know, on a later date and deep dive on that one too, because I have thoughts on that one as well. I've never celebrated it, so. (laughs) I celebrate for myself. I've turned it to where I celebrate me. A self-love. A self-love day. It really is. If you turn it to make something matter, like we talked about last week where you take a day that was could mm. you know be harmful and could have been traumatic turn it into something special you have to make it special for you now that's valentine's day this is this is much more you know in a in a way minor compared to what um what my co-host has been through but essentially understand that trolls think that they're adding value in whatever way shape or form that they think that is they think they're adding a value to your video whatever. Now, another thing that you could also um, look at it is why are you giving that person any more mind than you would someone else that you don't respect? Like, if they're not giving you any respect, why do you take their words so to heart and so deeply that it ruins your day? Now, I also understand that because there's no necessarily filter or, like, um, tonage in the written word on a comment, mm-hmm. we often take it at its most dramatic. That's why, like, LOL could either be a very happy, dramatic, oh my gosh, guffawing type of emotion, or like, and then it goes to LMAO and whatever, but then we go into OMG, this is cringe. Mm-hmm. No period, no nothing, and we take that at its absolute worst. 
Like this is the absolute negative five stars type of review and this person sees no value in us. Well, if that's the case, you don't know this person. Also, first one, for one thing, they don't know you. And I mean, if they do and you're, you know, quote unquote friends with this person, you might want to <laughs> re- <laughs> reevaluate your relationships. But respect is a two-way street. If they're not given any, why should you give any back? Now, that's not to say attack them back. Please don't do that. You take yeah. higher road is always better. And that's kind don't of, fight fire with fire. It just n- creates a bigger fire. Not in this context. Yeah, don't do that. In 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 some ways, let them. It, in my mind, I think of it this way. It's either a 13 year old child or a 30 year old child. Either mm. one of them doesn't deserve my time at the moment, really. Right. If that's the kind of attitude that you're going to bring to me, like someone's going to come up to you and if they're respectful, if they're kind and they're nice, you give them your time. If they're not, give them no time. Your time is more valuable than all that. They're wasting time trying to steal from you. I think it's so. good to remember, too, that especially, you know, being within the sphere of social media and content creating as a whole, mm. it is easier for people to be bullies when no one can see their face. Oh, absolutely. Anonymity is a very powerful thing. Right. I mean, all the superheroes have a mask kind of thing. Yeah. So, like... There is a power to be hidden. Mm -hmm. There is a power to be unknown. And unfortunately, Um, people take advantage of that. Sure, absolutely. And because you're putting yourself out there, essentially hard on sleeve and your blood, sweat and tears in a video or a project or a cosplay or a book or something and someone else from mother knows where tears it all down in like a couple paragraphs, like you have to be mentally prepared for that. Mm-hmm. You have to be expectant of it. And I've seen people who are like, I got my first hate thing. I've made it. And it's a bittersweet thing, but they're making a joke out of something that is understandably, you know, it's not pleasant. No one wants right. it, but we do realistically live in a world where people can be just mean. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but you know, when you are doing content creation, so making Quincy's Tavern, writing a book, right? Mm. So you are putting out a product essentially for people to judge. Yeah. You know, it's Instagram as a, as a makeup artist, you know, people are commenting or judging your face. They are either complimenting or, you know, tearing you down because that is the product that you are giving them. Yeah. So that is one of the things to kind of keep in mind, like how you were saying is don't give them that power, especially when you know that you are giving them a content or a product you're that giving them is a part going of to yourself. be judged. Yeah. You're giving them a part of yourself. But I like what you said that you, when you give it out there, though, you are you are allowing them and you're almost asking for some type of judgment. Mm-hmm. And and this is and take this in a positive light. Take this in a positive spin. You're putting this out there saying, do you like this? Right. If, if people like it, great. If people don't like it, like in someone, but more people do or vice versa kind of thing, use that to gauge what you should do. Um, don't, don't, but also don't pander. There's, there's a lot of like back and forth with yeah. content creation. Don't but, pander. And there's a difference too, though, between uh, constructive criticism and just full on yes. hateful nonsense. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I mean, that's why I don't really like to look at my Goodreads reviews of Daughter of the Trolls because <laughs> I don't want to see the one star, two star reviews, you mm. know. So it's it's one of those things because just dependent on the comment, you know, and, and whether or not you can be the bigger person, you can look at some of these comments or messages or whatever as constructive criticism, yeah. depending on the product or content that you are putting out. Mm. Um, and then other times it's that's when you have to learn, like you were saying about 
kind of letting it roll off your back and mm -hmm. don't give them the time and a time of day. But I'd say like if you want to get better, you have to learn to take criticism as well. Yeah. So I would say learn what works for you in ways of taking that criticism and growing from it. So ask your friends, ask people who mm -hmm. like who know you as a person and also know your content. Well, objectively, not subjectively, objectively, you know, the lighting in this could be better. Right. Your your the way you speak could be better. Like in terms of like how you speak, are you enunciating properly? Like things that can be fixed um versus things that you can't really control. Like sometimes your hairstyle is it, you can't really change your hair all the time. I've heard or, that before. So it's it's like don't don't point out something to someone that they can't fix within right. two seconds. Yep. Yep. So that find someone who can do that for you mm -hmm. or look at it as a critical eye to yourself. I mean, we're content creators. We're our own worst critic. Right. So sometimes learning to take your own advice is good too. Learning to talk to yourself as a friend is healthy as well. I like that. Learning to talk to yourself as someone that you wanted to encourage. So if someone came to you asking for advice, what would you tell them? Mm. Now flip that and tell that to yourself and take it. Um, kind of third part in defining your mind, comparison is a thief of joy. Com oh. Comparing yourself <laughs> in anything that you do is going to ruin you in the long run. Mm -hmm. It is the first step to misery. It is the thief of joy. Comparing yourself will get you nowhere except a very sad bed of misery, depression, and defeat. So my recommendation is to just not do that. Don't, 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 don't stop it. Um, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's on their own path. I use the analogy of a book all the time. So don't compare your first chapter to someone's 20th. Like, just their story is being written. Their perspective is completely different than yours. And the value that you give is because you're you, is because you're different. That sounds so bottom cliche, very based and whatever. But if you are giving out value, it is because it's coming from your perspective as well. Like, your life decisions, the way life has treated you, and you overcoming that is valuable to somebody um and you should take it take that as your perspective next part next thing perfection shouldn't be your goal mm. like that shouldn't be the thing you start with that shouldn't be the attainableness and oh, <laughs> as a perfectionist whew, that's hard to hear <laughs> perfection shouldn't be the goal but betterment should be so like it's how can you get better is this your best though like perfection isn't but your best is so can you le legitimately say that was your best okay do it again was that your best well that was okay a little bit but that's where you have to analyze it that's where perfection is unattainable and if it's ever attained i think it becomes undesirable because it's not relatable mm -hmm. so that i think is one of the wonderful things about movies or or shows or things that are have a scuffed type of scuffness to it um it has that imperfection about it that makes it feel relatable and real and human that's why we relate to the underdogs or or those with the quirky attitudes or those with the the very eccentric natures we like that because that's not the quote-unquote perfection mm -hmm. um so there you go there. You know that too. Don't shoot for, for perfection, but shoot to get better. Um, it's like the phrase, um, not practice makes perfect, practice makes progress. Yeah, absolutely. So make that progress. 
Uh, next part is, oh yeah, do, you are not defined by your number. Uh, that is a big one. When it gets into content creation, that number and the amount of follows you get, the amount of likes you get, the amount of comments that happen and the shares and whatnot, it is a very serotonin-inducing high. Mm-hmm. It is very, very pleasing to see. It's addictive. exciting. It is. It becomes very addictive. Um, it has this weird lottery type of feel of like, oh my gosh, I am getting... And you just start to imagine all the potential that it could be. You start imagining opportunities. You imagine what it's going to be like. You imagine, you know, what if someone recognizes me on the street? Uh, and those are all very, like, wonderful thoughts, and it's a wonderful feeling. But just like every high, there's also kind of like a relapse. There is a time when you come away from not getting that uh, when it's not as successful or a video doesn't do as well or a cosplay doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. Um, and so there there go the, the pictures you post don't do as well. Don't let that number ultimately define you. Now, when you get into the business side of thing, you're making money off of this and you're trying to make this as a goal, now you have to be critic, critical in a different way. You're not critical in your creativity. You're critical in maybe the lighting. Maybe you do have to take better pictures. Maybe you do have to do something different to make this better. That's that's a completely different kind of aspect to the content creation. Right now, I want to focus on just creating the content. If you're new to this or you're, or you're burgeoning or you're wanting to start and you don't know where, you should just do it. And don't let that number define you. I'd like to loop that back to... Um comparison because mm-hmm. looking at that number you can yeah. start comparing yourself to other people especially people who are within that same sphere of whatever content you are creating you know so as a makeup artist a body painter you know it's a yeah. very niche thing it's gotten very big recently you know but when you are creating the same content say as this person but they have tens of thousands of followers mm-hmm. you know compared to 2000 you know so that's that's also another thing is uh to not compare yourself to other other people when it comes to numbers absolutely don't compare yourself because it it will do two things you will either you'll either be depressed by um just how low you are or it will bring a false sense of superiority to yourself like comparing yourself to like oh i have this many followers versus this person here and they're struggling Ah, ha 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 don't do that don't do that I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with you if you like that. Um, but you're you are not defined by a number. You are a person, and every person on there um, that is a person. I can't say everyone because bots do exist. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but <clears throat> for the most part, there is a lot of individuals in the world, and a lot of those individuals will like what you do. And those individuals have families, and they have they have lives, and they have likes and dislikes, and passions and dreams and fears like you. And that matters. <clears throat> and it's not they're not just a number. Third category, kind of like t- tailing all this together a little bit, is defining your lines as content creation. So we've gone through defining your why, defining your mind. Now let's define your lines. So what are your boundaries? What are what are those lines for you? So <clears throat> what I mean by that is what will you do and what will you not do? Like, what are things that you're not going to compromise on? And this is something that you need to think of yourself, of what you want to be or, like, how you want – what do you want to be – I guess not necessarily just what you want to be known for, but what will you not do? So I know content creators who don't touch politics, who don't touch religion, who don't who don't 
really need to get into that. There are other content creators that that is their thing. They are there are um, they are middle down the road politics. They want to talk about both sides. You have those who talk about religion. They give you kind of all the um, this stands and whatevers, and that's that's their niche, and they're wonderful, and they do well at it. Other people don't want to touch that. They want to be like, I just I'm a cosplayer. I just do cosplays. Others, I'm a photographer. I just do photography. Um, so this doesn't mean like setting like hard lines that you're never gonna do this. But what what do you know that in of yourself that you don't want to create? Some uh, some good uh, female content creators of mine make wonderful content, but they don't want the pressure of making an OnlyFans. And you know it's kind of rude to ask them for that if that's not something that they want to do. Others are all for it, and they have theirs, and they are making a successful business in that. But that doesn't warrant the same thing of everybody. Right. So define your lines. What will you do? What won't you do? But also don't pander and don't fall like prey to the crowd pressuring you into doing something. You are your own person and you define your own end goal. What would you say about, from a, a different view of, you know, finding a line? You know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to what you do as Quincy. Do you find yourself having to give yourself a boundary or people a boundary when it comes to separating yourself from your character? I would say, um, I guess separating myself from my character. I mean, like, I'm a very private person normally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a pretty, I, I'm pretty private about my personal life, essentially. Like, when I'm on stream and whatever, I'll tell people, like, my day and what's been going on and the updates. But those are kind of, like, checklist updates and stuff. Right. Um, otherwise, I'm a pretty private person of like where I'm at, who I'm with, where I'm going, unless it's for like an event or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the way I do. I don't normally often do like a tweet every day or I don't post my food of what I'm eating. Right. Like it, that's just not a line for me. I just don't do it and I don't care. Another thing that I don't do is I don't do trends. I'm not a trend person. I don't do the biggest sound, whatever is whatever I see a billion times on my For You page. I won't replicate that. Oh, Grim. Grim. Grim is trying to protect your apartment. <laughs> Thank you, Grim. Grim, come here, baby. Come here, baby. Grimmy, come, come here. here. Good boy. That's enough. He hears something. <gasps> Grim. <laughs> Good service, beast. I feel very protected. Thank you, Grim. <laughs> he doesn't do this at home, so. <laughs> Which is interesting. Normally, Finny does. Oh, yeah. Well, Finn's not a service dog. True. He's very anxious. That's my per- I have a personal dog at home. He's about six years old, whereas Grim's a service dog. So out yeah. in public, service dogs... He would never do this. He does not bark. He's not a reactive dog. But I think because of this unknown space and these unknown noises, he's trying to protect me. Like right now, he's sitting with his back to me and his face facing the door. So right mm-hmm. now, he's in complete protection mode. Yeah. So he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He's Good service, hard. beast. Love it. Um, but yeah, I'd say that there are things that you just naturally will do and won't do. And that's okay. So again, when like don't feel pressured to share every moment of your life if you want to go for it mm-hmm. absolutely but it has to be out of a desire that you want to i have um a good friend jennings who works non-stop is kind of like a workaholic content creator if you know jennings browers um and his updates are every day he does all the stuff if you want to know what jennings is doing you look on his stories and you can see what he's he's working out he's got stuff going he's so busy and it's really cool to see that but that's just not me i personally don't do that he feels like that's something that that's the value that he brings to his people and his community 
more power to him. Uh, but for me, just not something that I personally want to do. This is kind of like the po- this podcast here is kind of maybe more of my way to put out more of myself personally. Right. Do you feel um, like you're trying to, again, draw a line, I guess, between who you are and who you are as like Stevie and who you are as Quincy? Yeah. I'm, do you, sorry again. Yeah. Do you feel like people think that you are your character and they don't know how to separate you from him. Oh gosh, I hope not. <laughs> but that is a very, very good question. Like your internet persona and your online quote unquote persona, mm-hmm. what you put out there um, will be oftentimes what people expect of you. Right. And that is in some ways a understandable reality. Like if you always see this one person as a very happy-go-lucky person, you kind of expect them in person to be a happy-go-lucky person. Or a makeup artist having to wear makeup all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to learn to be comfortable with not wearing makeup, and I think that definitely... We're going to get you in an episode where you not have to wear makeup. Oh, and I, I'm sure I will. I mean, I got to a point within the last couple of years where I hardly wear makeup when I go out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I get that. People always expect you to look a certain way when yeah. you portray yourself as a certain person. Absolutely. And that's understandable. And you get that because it's like, oh, is this the real person? Is that really you? And you kind of have that feel that pressure to become this person. Yeah. So m- advice, just be you. <laughs> be you, but also know that it's okay to not be exactly like that. Like, obviously, as you know, the character Quincy and me as a real person as Steven, um, there is, there is a difference, obviously. Like I'm not someone who would give you advice 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm not someone who would understandably listen to a stranger's story all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I have my own personal boundaries, my own personal lines. Like I'll get emails and messages and be like, Hey, I love what you're doing. Let's meet up. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> I'm going to get kidnapped. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are, but I love that. And I appreciate that you enjoy the content. And you're not a therapist too. That is also true. That is also true. And that's a line that you have to draw as well. You have to know that you are not everyone's helper mm-hmm. and you are not everyone's keeper. And that has to be okay. Um, it's okay to not meet people's expectations. Yeah, I like that. That is really yeah, good too. Especially if it's harming to yourself. Absolutely. If it puts you in an unsafe position and it puts you into a place where you don't want to be, you need to really reconsider. So yeah, what are your lines? What are what are those things? These are these are things that we often don't really talk about or don't think about. We look at the we look at content creation as like a glitz and glam kind of thing. We look at them getting the sponsorships. We look at them getting the free stuff. We a look success. at success. We look at them beating the accolades and the likes mm-hmm. and all the comments. Like we will go through the comment sections of people and be like, oh my gosh, wow, I want people to like me like that. Right. But to be honest, for the most part, it's it can be a pretty lonely place too. Like you need to, you need to define your lines and you need to keep close relationships with people that you care about. I like, I, I talk about it like this. If we want to be real, real kind of nitty gritty, friendly with all friends with few. Um, That's powerful. I think you should very much always be friendly with people if you can. Uh, friends are those that you trust about your needs, about your personal well-being, about who, what's going on, and people that you can rely on. You can't necessarily do that with strangers. I mean, you could, but I mean... Is that authentic? That's up to you, yeah. Yeah. So friendly with all, friends with few is is my suggestion there. Um, kind of up next to this is like, where do you want to see yourself with content creation in the future, what is your end goal? Like, where would you like to be? I mean, excuse me. I'd like to see 
I mean, I'd like to think as Quincy's Tavern, I'd like, I mean, the dreams and accolades. Let's let's for a moment <clears throat> make a wish, rub a genie in a bottle kind of thing. That that sounds weird, but you know, <laughs> rub. You said rub a genie in, in a, a bottle. bottle. Rub rub a genie's lamp. <laughs> Doesn't work either way. But make a wish. See what happens. Shut up. Okay, I'm making a wish. I'm closing my eyes. I'm making a wish. I hate it here. <laughs> um, but like at the end of the like, where? Oh gosh, ten years from now or so, Quincy's Tavern. What does that look like? Man, it would be so cool to see a real tavern. It would be so cool to see maybe like a several books around the tavern and the, and the lore of it, and maybe like some kind of. TTRPG companion guide of people putting the tavern in their games and it's all balanced out and it's nice. It's got good artwork and things. Um, stuff like that. I, I mean, that would be really cool. That would be awesome. And, but that, it, that's not necessarily like what's driving me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a nice thing to fantasize and it's a nice thing to kind of like be like, oh, that would be neat in the future. But I think when it boils down to is, I think it's it's good to have a goal. It's good to have a vision. It's like, do you want to be the best cosplayer on the, you know, this side of the Mississippi kind of thing? Do you want to be known for this quality or whatnot? Do you want to be known as someone who makes people happy? Do you want to be known as someone who is authentic no matter what? Do you want to be known as someone who is... Uh, who always seems like they're they're there for their friends kind of thing. Uh, so these are kind of like, defi- in terms of defining your lines, not only are you, should you, do I recommend you think about now, but you do think about then, is like, what do you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave as a legacy? This is probably me from the Asian Korean type of, type of maybe like hereditary thing, but <laughs> very... Very legacy focused, very kind of that honor bound system of just like, what are you doing that is valuable in the long run? Like after you're dead and gone, what are you going to be known for? And does it leave a positive impact? And that is something that I consider a lot. And that is something that I always not dwell on, like in a negative sense, but it's something that is always at the back of my mind when I make decisions, even now, like where I'm at with Quincy's Tavern, I'm like, is this a good idea in the long run? What does this look like, you know, from other people's perspective? Does it look like I'm selling out? Which, you know, sometimes people will say that irregardless, you know, like I get a sponsorship and people are like, oh my gosh, you're just doing ads. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but this is paying the electric bill this month. And right. um, Well, that's, and that's an interesting thing too, is doing content creation as a job, but also uh, kind of how you were saying, you know, especially this conversation is kind of trying to teach people how to, you know, content create. So I think the goal that you have or your purpose, the way that you're going about it isn't to make money, right? you know, but if, for the fortunate few, and you know, you are one of them is this interesting dream, you know, the, the things that you had set out to do becomes your job. Mm-hmm. And it's in, it is finding that line too, is, is how much of it is for your enjoyment and your yeah. viewers enjoyment and how much is it, you know, for survival. Right. 
And that is, I guess, uh, that can actually be a whole other topic too in the content creation. We can we can deep dive into a lot of this. If you have any questions about content creation specifically that you'd like us to talk about or like to give our two cents in, um, go ahead and email us at Quincy's Tavern Podcast at gmail.com. And we will be happy to uh, look those over and consider them for future episodes. So absolutely do that. But to kind of suffice it, yeah, this is if th- this whole conversation we want to have today is just content creation in general. Prepare your mind. Understand what you're getting into. Um, I don't want you to burn out and hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to look at this as something, oh, I could never do that. When you really want to, if your desire is for it, do it. But also don't be one of those people who are like, oh, I could never do that, so I'm not even going to try. Like, how do you know? Just try. <laughs> don't don't give up before you start. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a full-time thing either. You know, yeah. start out small, start out slow. If you have, you know, a nine to five job, give it 30 minutes, an hour every day, maybe at most. Make it you your know? hobby. Make it something fun. If it's If it's fun, do it. If it's not, don't. Absolutely don't. Um, I think hobbies are made to give us a little bit of an escape that's our own and personal, mm-hmm. whether that's painting, whether that's, you know, sculpting or actually making something. I feel like as people, we want to be creative beings. Right. We want to be creative and create something that lasts or that has an impact on other people. Um, I think that's just how, you know, a good chunk of us are wired and what we have a desire for. So if you have that as well, I hope you do. Um, if you've gotten if you've gotten to this point, um, I hope you take content creation as a fun thing, as an exciting thing, and that you don't give up. That you're able to push through those burnouts. That you're able to continue when you don't really want to. But I hope that this uh, this talk today has been beneficial and fun, at least, uh, and 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 all good things. I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> Despite the seriousness and the serious <laughs> conversation, have fun. Have fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I wouldn't do Quincy Savage if it wasn't fun. Right. Like I would not be doing this if it wasn't enjoyable, if I didn't like spend spending the time with the people that I'm with doing it and, um, in the process and it's a learning process and it's a learning curve, but it's a fun time. So I hope you have a great adventure and a great journey, whatever your story is that you write. But this is where we're going to end this episode. Be safe out there. Um, Be kind. And we'll see you guys in the next one. See you soon.